Hey everybody, welcome to Rumor Flies. I'm Josh. I'm a very delusional Ryan. And I'm Greg from NFB. Delirious, that's the word I'm looking for. So serious. We've been recording for a long time right now. Seriously delirious. So we are here with our supplemental episode of this off-season, and we decided that we were going to mix it up. We were a little sad that we couldn't kick off the season with some Disney content. So we just said, fuck it. We're going to do a roundtable of just bullshitting about different Disney things. By the way, this might not be censored, so I'm not sure if you're going to hear Josh saying the mean words all the way through. Yeah, jury's still out on it. We'll figure it out. But as always, use Sentence discretion. enhancers. Yeah, there we go. Very colorful adjectives. And what we decided is we're just going to kind of, you know, shoot the breeze. Try to be good here <laughs> just talking back and forth Chew about different fat a little bit yeah right about uh different disney things D- disney topics that just kind of come off the cuff uh we're just going to be here just going back and forth and uh, we hope you enjoy it we're not saying it's our swan song to disney but no well josh isn't saying it's our swan song to disney i won't know but um i would be glad to do another episode but we want to make sure that we have it in a completely nice category if we do another episode but for right now this is us kind of tying up loose ends with some things that are more popular in the public mind about disney it is the ribbon on the package that contains the trilogy of disney episodes we have so far given you yes exactly (laughs) and we're going to be talking about things that we haven't covered yet and some things that we have covered are probably going to be brought up at some point so but it's not a complete rehashing it's not like a recap or anything like that but we're just we're just gonna be talking that's the best way to put it yeah josh is kind of like uh he's directing in the cart right now he's got the reins on the horses me and greg are we're just doomed. like hanging out in the, yeah. <laughs> we're so screwed we're gonna be talking about so many things we're gonna be talking about characters people dead people now since the first time we recorded and then uh a few other choice things so yeah well uh we're gonna kick it off and something i don't know if you guys know we we kind of talked just briefly went over these uh topics a little bit beforehand i don't remember yeah <laughs> We like Ryan said, we've been recording for a while now. And the first topic I'm going to talk about is Splash Mountain, where people actually make it Flash Mountain. And I think it's a fun little Ah, thing to cover. ah, ah. I know, right? Because of the camera flash when you're going down, right? Right. So, for those of you who don't know, Splash Mountain is a ride in Walt Disney World in Orlando. Idiots. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) It's a water ride uh, in Frontierland towards the back of the park next to Big Thunder Mountain. And uh, you are in a log, which is the cart that you ride in. The, it's a it's a log, and it follows the uh, the, the song of the South essentially. Um, we've Br- talked Br- about Br- song Rabbit. of the South before, right? Br- we, we've Br- covered Rabbit. that. Yeah, Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox. Oh, we need to make our own riff tracks where we watch Song of the South and have you know people play it over the entire time. But then it's just us being horrified on all the things we see. Yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was hoping it would be Cole Black and the Seven. Oh, seven. People want that. Seven, not seven, seven. Somebody seven. on I3P, I accidentally mentioned Cole Black to them, and they were like, oh my God, Ryan. And he's from Germany. And he was just like, why did you tell me about that? It was like, it's so, I couldn't look away. I was like, yeah, it's that. It's a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those type of situations. You know what reminded me? I remember Disney. Cole Black is not Disney, though. I remember Disney would do the. They were like, do you like, you know, in between their programs, they'd have all kinds of random stuff, right? I remember they had one where they were talking about they were talking about Space Mountain and how it was like someone's mom or something like that was too scared of Space Mountain. And like they went through a whole thing of it. And at the end of it, the whole thing was like, oh, well, we have something different for you. Splash Mountain. And looking at it now, I go, 
That is way more terrifying. I I've never seen that. That's interesting. Yeah, which was the first thing you were oh, talking about? Oh, it was it was it was on Disney. I remember. Was I, it I like totally the Disney it. Channel? Yeah, it was on Disney Channel. It was um. Because Disney, you know, they, they, they'd have these, during the commercial breaks, they sometimes have their own content. Right, yeah. And they had one where it was like, I remember it was like some woman with a microphone, like newscaster style. And it was just someone's mom was terrified of it, Space Mountain. And they, they thought the whole solution was throwing Splash Mountain. She had such a good time. And I'm like, it has a big death drop at the end with no <laughs> buckles or restraints. Are you joking? <laughs> like, it sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. There is a restraint, thank you very but much. Yeah, I mean, like, nothing on the Body right, there's chest. just like a, a, a lot. Yeah, not on like Space Mountain either. Space Mountain, you're afraid of getting bucked off of it. It's yeah. Big Thunder Mountain too. But there's they, a whole Disney point really has to think about like, mountains. Like for some but reason, again, is she scared of Space Mountain? Why is Splash Mountain the solution? <laughs> because I don't think you're scared of at any point of being decapitated on Splash Mountain. I think so. I think there is definitely something. Well, I mean, I, not that I think I know. There's definitely something about being in the dark when you ride Space Mountain. Sure, sure. Because if you ask people, and it's a, it's a fun little trivia fact that I all when I did friendship boats um, when I would just talk to people through on the, the rails mic. yes on the rails <laughs> um, piece of shit. he accepts it now <sighs> burning a fire both of you uh, one of the things that I would always say is what's the fastest ride in Walt Disney World and everybody would always say Space Mountain, Space Mountain, Space Mountain. I mean, I'd always caveat that. Is it Rock and Roller Coaster? I would always caveat it saying not including Rock and Roller Coaster. It is Rock and Roller Coaster. You're talking about acceleration and Rock and Roller Coaster. Well, Rock and Roller Coaster, you go, I think it's zero to 60 in like 2.8, 2.5 seconds, something like that. I'll believe you on that one. It's something similar like that. But before Rock and Roller Coaster, I'd always say, what is is the fastest ride in Walt Disney World? Everybody consistently would say Space Mountain, Space Mountain, Space Mountain. And it wasn't. Are you going to pull that bullshit saying it's the monorail? It's not bullshit. It is the monorail. That's not a ride. It's... This transportation. It doesn't matter. It still counts. You you don't have to pay to get into the monorail. Still counts. Okay, whatever. It still counts. Technically, you don't have to pay to get on Space Mountain either. You just pay yeah, to get you in the do. Park. You have to pay the mission ticket into the park. But you don't have to pay to get on Space Greg, Mountain. Greg, weigh in on this one. Monorail or Space Mountain? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't bring a suitcase onto Space Mountain. You don't know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, I don't remember where I was. Okay, back to the mountains, all right? You'll be coming around. Derailed, unlike Josh's boats. That's a good Disney derailed. That's the name of the episode. So it is somebody's job on Splash Mountain because of some lewd and wily children and adults. Uh, lewd, rude, and nude. And crude, yes. Who will expose themselves. Um... Or make lewd gestures. Or, yes, uh, little birdies flying around in the picture. And their sole job is to monitor all the pictures that are taken on the ride. And if something comes up that is lewd, crude, inappropriate, whatever you want to say, it gets washed away. I can't. You can't see the air quotes coming through the microphone. But, yeah, and I've seen it multiple times where people will throw up gang signs to be funny. Uh, they'll shoot the bird. They'll flash them selves or like they'll i've seen a guy like grab his wife's chest uh, last <laughs> time josh happening. and i were in disney we actually were going down on uh splash mountain and we held up two signs that says 9-11 was an outsourced job <laughs> and then that got washed away i don't get what the deal is they just don't like patriotism no <laughs> jet fuel can't melt steel beams yeah uh, so i thought that was just a fun little thing that most people don't know because somebody has to sit there and just watch everything that comes through. And it's not just Splash Mountain. It's 
on a lot of other rides, but for some reason, Splash Mountain is the one that gets the most um, notoriety for it, I, I guess, because... That's a good point. Uh, they take pictures in almost all the rides. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, they don't take a picture on Jungle Cruise. Jet fuel can't melt Disney dreams. That's Wait, strange. maybe that should be a litmus <laughs> test for if it's a ride or not, if they take your picture while you're on it. Um... They don't take your picture on the monorail. <laughs> but then the Haunted Mansion's not a ride. They take pictures on the Haunted Mansion. Where? I, they take a picture right on the way up, I thought. Like, after you go through the cemetery set. Ryan's doing a thing where he's kind of smiling and he knows he's no, wrong. No, 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 no. Ryan, don't, don't argue with me. I'm not this. leading this conversation. I can Google this. There, There is, I mean, it's a small world. Is that a ride? No, that is torture. <laughs> I, I will agree with that. But there, I mean, you don't have your picture taken on that. Haunted Mansion, arguably one of the most... Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, the ride. They got that little dip, right? Don't they? Nope, no picture taken. All right, it's not a ride. Okay. It's an experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> oh... You're wrong. I'm just telling you, you're wasting your time. All right. I don't see any pictures of people on Haunted Mansion. No, so you actually get yelled at for taking pictures inside I Haunted Mansion. I do see one of Rasputin in front of the Haunted Mansion, so that's cool. That's Is that something that was left out of there? Is he the new Hotbox Ghost? Hotbox Ghost. <laughs> I was going to say oh, God. Hotbox Ghost. <laughs> okay. Hatbox Ghost? Uh, behind the curtain, we already recorded Hat-box an episode cast. before this, a long and arduous one, so... Mm. We're just going to keep on We're loosey-goosey. <laughs> Continue, Josh. This is your well, the ringleader. Well, Ryan, this actually, I'm, I'm glad we brought up Haunted Mansion because there's another rumor that uh, has been propagated. Flying. I was going to say it's a flying. <laughs> it's, it's buried deep in this ground like this podcast is going to be in a minute. Uh, <laughs> there's a rumor Don't going around. Don't worry, you comfy. All right. All right. We have fun here. All right. That's enough. In front of the Haunted Mansion, there's a big hearse that's in front of it. Obviously, Haunted Mansion, yada, yada, yada. Uh, there is a rumor, though, that that was the hearse that one of the Mormon leaders, Brigham Young, was actually used to bring him to his final resting place. Let's stop right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's stop like the hearse in front of the building. We, uh, we all know that um, Orlando, Florida is Mormon country. First off. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew Clearwater they, was Scientology, but, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, but why, so my question basically is, why Brigham Young? Hey, uh, Disney's really rich. <laughs> sure. They have a lot of money. Uh, do, I, do I have to, I don't want to shit on your parade, so just, um, I'll let you do it. No, I, I, this, the floor is open. Well, I'm looking at Brigham Young. He died in 1877. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, you could retroactively he like. He would probably be the first person delivered in a hearse to. Uh, he'd be the first in the hearse to the curse. <laughs> Keep graveyard. Going. Keep going. Keep, going. Keep it going. The worst. Bro. Oh, God. I mean, look, I mean, it could be the one that brought him and then they bought it in, you know, 1972. They ratchet. Retroactively? Refitted a buggy into a car, <laughs> which became a hearse. Yeah, so I'm glad you're following the logic here, but there's there that's just not true. I don't know where this was propagated. A lot of these, I don't know where they came from. The this, Casablanca plane's more believable than that one. That's also not true. I I, I figured, but do you want to explain that one? So uh, in, Can't explain in, that. in uh, well, shows over everybody. Bye. 
And Hollywood Studios, or as MGM, as some people like to call it, Heathens, it's not the name. Holy shit, Casablanca means White House in Spanish. I just realized that. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to English. Well, no, that's Spanish, <laughs> that's Spanish. asshole. Huh? No, but what you're saying is translated into English. You didn't realize that that's what it meant? No, it's it takes place in, like, Turkey. To be Casablanca, fair, I never, like, I never thought about it. That's Really? I just never... Really? C is one word. Yeah, me too. It just, it just, it just didn't... Huh, that's interesting. It's like, like the, when someone like says like you know uh, any sort of expression or any sort of reference, they also go like, "Oh, wait a second, right?" Oh, you mean like a saying? Did you know that Ekans backwards is snake? No. And Arbok is cobra. Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but I stopped believing in God when I realized that it was just dog, dog backwards. backwards. <laughs> Remember, just dog backwards. <laughs> Anybody. Uh, our official like movie list recommendation is the Inbetweeners one movie and the Inbetweeners two and the Inbetweeners the, the entire, entire series. Season. Yeah, yeah, the bro. series. <laughs> it's such a stupid show, but I love it. Anyway, Sorry. <laughs> the, so back to the Casablanca plane in Hollywood Studios. There's a, a ride called the Great Movie Ride, which is great. I love it. It's cheesy. I understand that. It's really cool, though, with the queue when you walk through is a bunch of different artifacts from different movies. I love it. It's different, like, uh, um, props from different sets all throughout movie history, mostly like um, like Lord of the Rings, Wizard of Oz is in there. Some of those are real, though, right? Yeah, no, no. Some are actual movie, um, like, the props from the actual movie. Do they have that fucking Sandhill crane from Wizard of Oz in there, like, stuffed? <laughs> that I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, the dead... Uh, what is it? Munchkin? Yeah, Munchkin. Yeah, I... I... For some reason, I thought that wasn't PC. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I remember they got stuff from uh, Mary Poppins in there as well. I mean, that's kind of obvious because it's Disney. But along the great movie ride, you go through these different sets, um, like, like Wizard of Oz is one. You go through Alien. You go through a Wild West one. Uh, you have one that's like an homage to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and then at one point you pass by us, the scene from Casablanca, you know, the famous scene where um, Humphrey Bogart is saying goodbye. And it, it's supposed to be like there's the an actual plane that looks like a replica of the one they used in the movie. And a lot of people say that that is the actual plane that was in Casablanca. But I think I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the dimensions. I don't remember if it's half or a quarter. Yeah, to clarify, it's half of a plane. It's no, it's an actual. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's only half of a plane. You're right about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's just like, but it's actually only half the size or quarter the size of the actual oh, plane. The scale of it, yeah, yeah, the scale of it. That's what I. That's what I, I didn't I was even think about to. that either. But uh, it was just like, oh man, this is the original plane from Casablanca. Cut it in it's half. It's like we want it. We want it. We want it. Cut it's it in like, half. All right, it costs uh, about this much. Ooh, what about half of it? All right, we'll cut a deal with you. Well, no, <laughs> that it's it's well, which half do you want it? Like straight down the side? Do you want tops and bottoms or? How do you want to do it? <laughs> they cut it through like a sandwich bun. <laughs> but, we got only the top half of the plane. Yeah, right. <laughs> we couldn't find cancer. We found man with cancer. You know, it's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't even know where that one came from. And if you if you know anything about planes, which I don't even know a hell of a lot, but I know that the plane, the half, the half of the plane that's in the great movie ride is nowhere near big enough of the one that they show in the film. I honestly didn't think twice about it. Uh, I should have thought about that, but I didn't because I've actually that they there's air shows that they have around here, right? Uh, one of the airports in this area, and they have that exact model of plane, and um, I remember because they had something like uh, as featured in Casablanca, mm-hmm. and 
I walked into it, and now thinking about it, going to the great movie, but I, I couldn't have walked into that plane. No, it's it's you wouldn't have fit. Yeah, it would have been like a pod a pod racer. Like it would have been that small. It's just it looks big when you're kind of far away from it. But that's the amazing part about Disney, like uh, the um, uh, Main Street in Magic Kingdom. Are you talking about the Force Perspective? Yeah, yeah, they're good at that shit. So for, for those of you uninformed, um, Main Street and Magic Kingdom, when you walk down it. There's there's shops and they look like they're in in buildings like of a town. I mean, would you agree with that, Ryan? Like it looks like like a main street of anywhere USA. You know that play Our Town where everybody's actually dead. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. What I like imagine like you know spoiler. the picturesque town. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Um, and and so one of the really cool things is that it 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 looks a lot bigger than than what it actually is because of forced perspective. And so what they do is when you stand in front of a shop and you look up, you see it's like two or three floors, but it's not actually that tall because they make the the bottom floor much longer than the other two. So it gives the false appearance that it's much taller than it actually is. In artistic terms, it's the concept of like vanishing point. Like right. If you're drawing something, you want to draw it with like angles going down. Nobody just draws a straight line for distance. They draw an angle going down to a vanishing point. Right. And they implemented that in like real life which is even more impressive to me because there's no real way to actually break that like i i've looked around a little bit i've been like oh let's see if i can actually see if i like how much i'm being bullshitted in my head and honestly it kind of checks out like i don't know they did a very good job at main street oh yeah and also the other thing you have to remember is that that was in 1971 yeah. You know, so they didn't have the technology to do like more smoke and mirrors than they could today. Dude, the saddest thing about movies and just practicality today is the age of practical effects is nearly dead. Oh, yeah. That's like everybody. I will give it to Fede CGI. Alvarez, the guy that did Evil Dead. Like, yeah. He's great at practical effects. And same for Neil Bloomkamp, uh, the guy did District, District 9. Nine. Like they're great at that, but it's far and few between, you know. Everybody goes for CGI nowadays. Yeah. Which I think uh, is. Here's terrible. where Greg jumps in. Yeah. He's looking I'm at us. I'm debating. Okay, go ahead. I mean, should I? Yeah, yeah go jump ahead. in. You've been yeah, quiet I enough. I give a super, ver- super short version of this is that, like anything, it's a tool. It's the same debate between Did you just people. call me a fucking tool? Yes. Um, is the, <laughs> I don't have to call you that. Everyone knows it. So the <laughs> it's like the debate between 35 millimeter film, like celluloid versus digital. It's the same with CGI versus practicals. Can't that, Instagram it. It's all a tool. <laughs> And you use the tool for the job. Um, a screwdriver can hammer in a nail in very select situations, but it's not necessarily the best tool for the job. Okay. Right tool, right job. Exactly. And so it's funny you bring up Neil Blumkampf because his is a great example of blending practicals in CGI. Yes. A movie that has a shit ton of CGI that most people don't realize is Sicario. And they use it for very mundane things. I've never seen Sicario. The one with Javier Bardem. No, it's not. Yeah, it is yeah, Javier but- Bardem in it. No, 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 it's Benicio del Toro, but Racist. dude, I watched that on a plane recently, and oh my god, that movie amazing is movie, crazy, it's amazing. Don't don't spoil it. Well, I actually no, plan to watch it. But I'm the, not gonna say much so like, on it. The eye, the infrared shot scene is infrared shot when they're driving along the border in Mexico. The entire border CGI. Really? Yep. Wow. They do that because and David Bieman actually pointed this out to me. Um, and so I went back and found some from videos our last roundtable. Yeah, from our and, our movie roundtable. And that table. movie is crazy amount of cgi and so i think it's that it's it's a knowing what cgi is good and not good i saw a really good youtube video talking about what is cgi really good at cgi is really good for water they're like anything involving water and rain they go 
man, is a wonderful tool and is highly predictable and life highly life convincing. Yes, God. highly convincing. And, um, you know, it, it, it becomes like Star Wars where it just became with the prequels is the obvious yeah. thing to beat to death. But it's like, if you watch it, I mean, you'll see Count Dooku does like a front flip 20 feet in lands and you're like, it looked like... Or an amazing it, Jew caricature as Watto. So... Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't know that George Lucas has been confused, has been like accused of being like one of the most racist directors on earth. Ah, the the Nimodians from uh, Episode One, like <laughs> you know, we were not aware of such failure. There was supposed to be like sleazy Chinese people, and then uh, uh, Watto, the junk dealer, was supposed to be a stereotypical Jewish guy. Like huh. George Lucas apparently huh. just like. Um, I'd be very curious. See, that's interesting. I never heard that. I'd be very curious to look at that. That's, that's actually interesting. That I think we need to have another movie roundtable. No, that's that's actually a really stuff. interesting yeah. point. I, George I really Lucas roundtable of how racist he actually is. <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, the long and short of it is that yeah, I get it. But like you know, the new Star what was it? Um, Force Awakens was a great example of blending practicals and CGI. Yeah, I'm and, not. And I'm not I think talking that, down I think on CGI. That, like, the, I don't think practicals will ever go completely out in the same way that like painting hasn't gone out well right? and i like <laughs> so the main example that i hear people use all the time of practical versus cgi the first three lord of the rings versus the hobbit series well the hobbit they did a different to be fair with the hobbit i will say that i get why people were mad about it but the bigger thing everyone whined about the frame rate as and i guarantee if no one had pointed it out then people would have noticed for filmmakers but um the the C, i think the 48 frames made a lot of sense because it made the green screen and the cgi blend a lot better I never I think, saw him. Yeah, I think it bl- I watched the I watched the first two. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the thing is like you'd watch Gandalf standing next to a troll and they both look like they're in the same space. Yeah. And I thought it was very convincing that. Now you could say they both look fake. But there wasn't a contrast. And I will I will give credit where credit's due on that front. And I think also the Hobbit people are like, Oh, it looks so fake. I'm like, it's trying not to look like Lord of the Rings. For I'm not, better or for worse. I'm not trash talking <laughs> CGI fair. when I said that. I guess it said it's like a dead art, but by the fact that like, you know, you can still have a really good chimney sweep, but think about how many people need their chimney swept. Sure. When you have central heating. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so I guess the whole point is just that there's lazy in the same way in the oh yeah, the little, other little thing I always add is that there's a lot of movies with terrible practical effects, but people don't remember them because they were garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like we only remember people go, "All oh, these movies are good practicals." I'm like, "Yeah, the ones we remember because they were good. I still hold 2001 <laughs> to the gold there's standard. There's great CGI. There's great oh practicals. God. There's terrible CGI. And there's terrible practicals. Back to Disney. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I no, just... no. I appreciate you. Did no, that, no, no. That, that's great. Yeah. And uh, that oddly enough, this is kind of a rough transition into our next topic. It's a uh, bumpy segue. Uh, no, not really. Just I mean, taking this over is why some in between seasons. You kind of get this out of our system. When you when you talk about <laughs> you're talking about practical versus uh, or I'm sorry, uh, re, real like practical effects versus CGI effects. So you're saying like real versus Fake, sure. Right. Okay. So one of the the there's another myth that in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, mm. at the very end when you are going through and you look over to your left, you see Captain Jack Sparrow sitting there in like a room full of gold and treasure and things like that. There's a skull that's in there, and mm. people say that that skull is actually a real skull from a human being. Now, I couldn't find, and this was like a very quick. Uh, preliminary search. I wasn't diving too deep into. It wasn't on the first thing. page Google. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. I, I couldn't find that it. To it be fair, wasn't. This is the first episode that anyone's ever researched in the inter- in between seasons, and it was all Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find anything that said that there was an actual, you know, that disputed it one way or the other. I mean, I'm gonna go with no, because <laughs> I doubt that they would go so far as to say we need a real 
skull of a human being out in the open that can deteriorate away kind of thing. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a, um, I don't think there's a good reason to do that. That's the, the thing that boils, it boils down to atmosphere, aesthetic, yep. authenticity. authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, but I, I mean, what's the point of spending money or getting you can't permission? Put a price on showmanship. You kidding me? You don't have to spend money on that. Buying a fake skull. One. You can buy a fake skull pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, might uh... be cheap. But you can also just get a shovel and just dig up a skull. I mean, nobody's using it. Well, so I guess by that But no logic, one dies at Disney. Huh? Well, we've been through that. Um, <laughs> Good. Nobody lost their skull at Disney either. Well, on the books. Since wah, wah. since what they could have done is they could have just found out where that hearse went that buried Brigham Young and just go <laughs> dig him up and take that dude's skull. So <laughs> are we seeing a Brigham Young skull? <laughs> You heard it here first, everybody. So we Brigham need, we need one of you in the audience to go out to Disney <laughs> and steal the skull and bring it to us. Please do not do that. All right. Now that oh we've lost God. the entirety of Utah for subscribers, <laughs> uh, let's uh, continue. Well, I guess with the, the skull thing, that's an interesting thing because, I mean, the Haunted Mansion has skulls in it, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously fake, but... Well, okay, why is that one obviously? Well, that's the other thing, is that why why would that one specifically be the one that's real? I will tell you something that is not obviously fake. That was crazy. You saw the whole thing, how Johnny Depp actually went on to the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. ride and actually like interacted with, with the people on it. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, because for a while he just stood there for a bit, and then he moved away. Because the animatronics on Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't know if you've been on it recently, Greg, uh, but... Years. The Jack Sparrow animatronics are very convincing. Oh, um, and they did a really good job of uh, so like the, the older, movements are not jerky at all, right? So the older ones that are on the ride, like you can tell that like you know there's That's no mistaking it. Yeah, you know there's it's old, and I don't want okay. them to change it. I want them to keep it like that. And yeah, I think it adds to some of the fun. But when they after I think it was the second Pirates movie came out. I'm not quite sure exactly the timeline. It was but, after Dead Man's Chest because they had the whole Davy Jones in the fog thing. Yeah, there. Was we go well they added captain jack sparrow three times in the ride and they used the most modern technology and when doing it and it's very like ryan said it's very convincing it's a really really well done uh animatronics that they did so he's jumped in and people just believed as he yeah it's like pirates of the caribbean dlc that that ride has not been changed it's just been added to they changed a couple things actually yeah, maybe but you know no 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 they did um <laughs> Like what? Okay, so when you're going through, you want to go down this road? Yeah, no, no, please. The guy who works at Disney. (laughs) Please. So when you're, so after you go through the fog, um, they they added, um, was it Barbosa or Davy? Who was it? Barbosa. It had to have been Davy Jones. I don't think I've ever seen Barbosa on there. Which wait? Which one's one with the tentacles and stuff? Davy Jones. Okay, I can't. That's Bill Nye. That's right. Okay. Um, they added Davy Jones to the fog. Nye is Davy Jones. Okay. And uh, when you go through and you get to the part where the, there's a ship and there's a, a, a battle, a land and sea battle where ships firing mm-hmm. and um, onto a fort and vice versa. They added Bar- Barbosa's right there. That's what I was getting. But they added to it. They, they added that. Right. The part that they actually changed was when you get farther along, it's when the, the pirates have landed, you know, they're on land. They've disembarked off the ship and they're um, sure leave. Yeah, there we go. And they're rummaging the town. You know, they're stealing and doing all pirate stuff like they normally do. Super rated G. Yeah. Um, well, that's, thank you for saying that. That's actually what, what they changed. So it used to be that they had pirates 
Ryan, Ryan just got that, that light bulb going on. My eyes lit up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was pirates chasing around women. Um, like, and they would just run in a circle, whatever. And it was, it was very innocent. Like, I mean, you can take the connotation that goes with it, but just a little bit of grab ass. Yeah, (laughs) but it was innocent. I don't, I don't think they were, I'm sorry. I know they weren't implying anything, you know, implication though. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually decided uh, some years ago to change it to where the men aren't chasing the women now. It's two men running in a circle, carrying a chest as one of them. But now they changed the other one to a woman's chasing the man around with a broom. Oh, my God. You're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Damn. Yep. I've been there once or twice. What are they going to do once they come out with a nice little Disney terrorist movie? How are they going to paint them in a good picture? <laughs> Pirates aren't good people. No, I'm, I'm. But they made them like antiheroes. Oh, and they also had another part where they had um, them capturing. I think it was the mayor or the governor. I don't really. It was a political figure, and they were um, torturing him, like drowning him, bobbing him in a well. They don't do that anymore. They took that out. What? Yeah. No, that's dumb. I, I'm with you. Okay. Anyway, so uh, another thing that we were going to talk about. Oh Christ! <laughs> you ripped the shit out of it. <laughs> Um, there's another, uh, misconception that we've come across where there's actually club 21 in addition to club 33. And it's apparently, well, a inside the pirates ride somewhere or B next to the pirates ride somewhere to hop off right at the pillaging part. So if you go to Walt Disney world and you go through the queue of, and I guess for those of you who don't know what I'm saying, when, when you go through the queue, well, that's what they call it. That, that is the, the theme of the ride as you're walking through the lines to get actually on it. There's parts where there's different doors. Like they're supposed to be like cellars and because you're supposed to be inside of this like cave like area where there's different things going on. Like there's a there's a prison in one part and there's like storage and like cannons and things in another, but there's multiple doors that are inside of there. So I don't know if it came from, oh, well, if you go through one of those doors, there's a secret club in there. It's called Club 21. Why 21, by the way? No idea. But I think I actually have another reason that's probably much more logical. 21 down for fun. There you go. (laughs) In Disneyland, where Club 33 is, is actually located not far from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So I think that's where that New came Orleans in. Square, right? Exactly, yeah. So it's not far from that area. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean and, and New Orleans Square, I'm talking about. So I think that maybe that's where that kind of got mixed up or misconstrued, misconstrued somewhere. If I had to take a guess, but that's just my own conjecture on it. I'm not, I can't sit there and say for a fact, but yeah, I don't. I don't understand where the 21 came from or why there is another club because apparently it's much more exclusive than club 33 or something like Basically, that. All right. Cool enough. I just pulled up like the prices for club 33 in general, 10,000 per year, $25,000 initiation fee per person. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine who's getting into club 21 because we're not <laughs> cool enough. That's like, it's still, you're just going to an amusement park. There's like a lot of places that are, you know, bougie as hell you can't put a price on status but at the same rate it's just like <laughs> the inconvenience of having to jump off the pirates of the caribbean God, ride in order to get into really there upset that you and weren't invited no i am upset <laughs> but i'm butter. also going for forced perspective right now i'm Ooh. getting i'm going with gandalf getting into the shire like those doors are probably not human sized with the animatronics and shit i'm i'm willing to bet that they're probably about i would say five feet yeah 
If I had a guess. I would bump you. my head on there. I, but I, see, here's the thing. I don't think there's anything behind those doors. I think there's nothing. Well, That's they you want just don't you have think. an imagination. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, here's and so here's the, the counterpoint to all of that. If you, For Club 33, like I get it's like a status thing. But if you're going to pay $10,000 to get in for much cheaper, and I'm talking much cheaper, I've seen people who are very wealthy, they get their own personal tour guide from guest relations who brings them through the back of the park at different instances and they just walk on all the rides. Really? Yes. That's a real thing. Now, I know it costs an arm and a leg. I know it's not cheap, but I can't imagine it's $10,000. I would still like that pampering to some point. I, oh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, if you're only going to go one time in your whole life, which you're not because everybody wants to go back. But if you are, like, and you got the money, go for it. Do what your heart desires. Dreams of wish your heart makes. No. Now, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is something that Ryan really wanted to talk about. And it's been brought up before. And uh, you know, Ryan, I'll let you uh, I'll let you jump into it if you'd like. It's the fucking villain park. We need a fucking villain park. We got this shitty avatar world, but we didn't get a villain park. Now, Ryan, let's let's be fair. Have you been to the new avatar? No, and I don't want to. I hear it's I hear it's really also the guy who wrote off Breath of the Wild based on the first trailer. I've played through Breath of the Wild the entire way through. We have an entire playthrough in I3P, but it's a great game. Bad Zelda game. Oh, my God. This guy. Avatar World may be great. Throw that shit over at Universal. We should just like trade Harry Potter with it and everything, and then they don't have anything for you to pay for. Oh, you know, Ryan? <laughs> no. I'd, I'd be okay with this, Ryan. I'd be okay if they traded. Going on. So apparently, there are a few concepts for the villain park, and I've heard this since I was, Jesus, like 12, I mean, maybe? I, I, I was going to say, I remember. As long as I've known Josh. As lo- I remember talking about it in middle school. Like how your friend's dad had the super secret Nintendo that. Out of Japan before anyone else did. Oh, and that's crazy stuff. I actually like. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so uh, apparently, the cons. There was some recent post on um, WaltDisneyWorldMagic.com, and they were talking about some concepts for the villain park, and it was supposed to be called. Um, let's see. Oh wait, no, never mind. Here's I heard. I heard about. I heard. So the one that I remember. Was like Cherubog's Palace. It was supposed to be like called that. the Dark Kingdom, apparently. Yeah, or something like that. So, um, I just want to explain. Cherubog is the villain that was in Fantasia. That was the that was the bad guy. I thought it was uh, Maleficent. I was thinking of Bald Mountain. No, no wrong, Maleficent's wrong from yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Ch- no, Cherubog's the big gargoyle-looking dude on uh, Bald Mountain. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember seeing this awesome Mars Volta video where it's just like on Bald Mountain and shit like that, and it's playing like the drum bongo from, uh, I forgot which, it's something from Amputation. But yeah. So uh, yeah, it actually did almost happen, but apparently they thought that it might get a little bit, they were trying to make it for the adults pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, this was supposed to be something that wasn't meant for, for it's not that kids weren't allowed or anything like that, but it was going to be catered more towards the adult crowd. The problem with that is, where are you going to put your kids? Well, I mean, that's a they do have different daycare services throughout Walt Disney World property. I'm hey, sure that's kid, cheap and affordable. You get to hang out at a daycare while we get to go to the good parts of Disney now. I, I don't was, know. As some as somebody who went to multiple daycares at Walt Disney World, they were always so much fun. Well, this is pretty interesting. When the first idea came huh. out sometime before 2010, fans were quick to embrace the vision that came with some of the de- designs of their own. Uh, on WW Magic, one enthusiast Disney admirer 
I'm not going to say his name. Proposed a show design similar to Mickey's Philharmonic. Uh, no, sorry, Philharp Magic. There we go. But under the pseudonym Magic Mirror, the 3D show would be a mix of comedy and horror, starring the best of the Disney villains. He also suggested the ship tour with Captain Hook and a villain the meet what and tour? greets. What? It was a ship I, tour. I, I, I don't hear shit. It's not a shit tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check out this hook. pile of baby I'm gonna show you the booty. We're gonna take you on a shit tour. <laughs> I can't even do it. We haven't even covered the pirate accent on this show. We need to one day. <laughs> but you know, it's not real. Uh but anyway. Can I can I stop you right there? Yeah. They actually did do that. What? That that magic mirror thing. Mm-hmm. It's called Villains Tonight Live, I believe is what it's called. It sounds like Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's it's called Villains Tonight, I believe. And so on the Disney cruises, they have um, like essentially Broadway entertainment. Right, like villain songs? And, well, so one of the ones that they did was, their, their famous one is Dreams, which won stupid amount of awards. And it's a beautiful show. It's wonderful. I love it. I've seen it probably 50 times, and, I, and it's still great to watch. But one of the newer ones that they came out with- Hey, don't too, make your shoulder too red from patting it too much. I'm just saying- um, but one of the newer ones that they did was called Villains Tonight, and I've never seen it. I can't vouch for it, but I know there is um, YouTube videos of it where if you want to go watch it, you can do it that way. But it's like an hour-long Broadway show featuring all of like the villains throughout the Disney parks. Um, like Ursula's in it. Um, I think Hades is in it. And like you know, I mean, you can insert different. Unless here. James Woods is actually narrating it. <laughs> no, unfortunately no not. But I have seen in they used to do uh, Hercules actually on the cruise ships and they always had someone who did a wonderful job as Hades. It was always so much fun. It wasn't, it was never James Woods, unfortunately, but somebody always did a really good job when they portrayed Hades in, in the Hercules musical. Okay. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry, Richard Villains Park. So the concept of it was really interesting in the first place. Cause I mean, uh, I think the actual Walt Disney world property has a lot of unused land still, right? Uh, so the rule of thumb that I heard we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. So basically the Disney world that you see now is a third of the actual land that they own. So one third of it right now, one third, one third of it right now is what you actually see. Another third of it is wildlife and conservation. And the last third is to be expanded upon that they have not built yet. Oh, damn. That's so that's, that's why estimates. that's why this rumor is still like propagating is because they still have more land to build on for a potential villain park. Yeah. And that's so that was one of the issues with Disneyland versus Disney World is that when Walt did Disneyland, uh, when they found out about it, people were just buying up land all around it and pretty much just then selling it off for astronomical rates because it was going to be next to Disneyland. So when Walt bought Disney World, which we can actually go into this because I know this is something you want to talk about. When Walt was was going to buy land for Disney World, when he eventually landed on Orlando, Florida, which wasn't always the case. Did I tell the story? I don't remember. I feel like we talked about the the fake companies, right? We did. No, I mean, he had shell companies. Yeah, he, yeah. he had shell companies. Sorry, shell companies. Um, companies where he bought the land for pennies on the dollar and it was pretty much not found out until the very, very late stages of it. And then a few people who, who ended up selling it for a lot more. But uh, one of the things that we, I don't know if we've we've talked about this, but originally there was no idea where Disney world or what we know is Disney world. It was talked about being in new Orleans East. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be here. Was it North shore or was it New Orleans East? New Orleans Orleans East. 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 Okay. I mean, they could still build it now. There ain't nothing out there. (laughs) 
No, I mean, well, I, they have the skeleton frame for a theme park right now. Uh, yeah, they do have the. Uh, they do have the hey, I used to drive. Line. I used to drive through New Orleans know, East ten times a week. There ain't nothing out there. There's a whole lot of land to expand yeah, upon. Area by Michaud, and there's a lot area by Michaud, and by the Chalmette uh, and stuff and like by that. The, uh, the old Jazzland. Yeah, and that's a great point, though. There is a shell of a theme park out there if they want to latch on to it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, okay, so I guess uh, while we're still, I guess, my subject, whatever, um, if you were to see a park built upon, uh, what would you like to see? I'm going to say I'd still go for the villain park. I mean, you don't have to do much. You just leave it to be kind of wildlife. Just keep the ponds as they are. You know, maybe a gator will take one or two more babies as they already did. But, you know. uh, Topical. But it's a villain park. It's expected. So you're asking what our vision would be for it. What would be the next park that you would see being built upon? Okay. So you're not talking like an expansion or anything. No, I'm saying like take some of that land and make a completely new park. Because you have Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. You have, uh, is it called Disney Studios now? Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. And then Villain Park. I would go for Villain Park. I think it would hey, be cool. you forgot one. It doesn't one. matter if it makes You forgot one. I did? Epcot. Epcot. Okay. That's not a park. That's an experience. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> um so i i actually I, you know i've never really thought about that but i do kind of like that vision of like a lot of overgrown um wild like shrubbery and things like that like not run down well there is an abandoned run down water park already on that property so. Ri- uh river country yeah uh you can get to it from kayak i was gonna say i don't i don't suggest doing this but if you stay at disney's fort wilderness you can actually swim if you're a strong swimmer. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to tell you to get to it. It's across the water. No, you're already halfway there. <laughs> um, it's across the water, but it's not like super fucking close. But you can see it um, on a clear night with the moon reflecting and everything. Uh, and that that was shut down because it used to have Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon, and River Country. And I remember going to River Country as a kid. I loved it. It was always weird to me because I was always used to when you like Blue Bayou here in Baton Rouge, which is about an hour, you know, northwest of where we are now here an hour away and yeah well i mean it's not far from here yeah but it was like an actual water park you know there was rides slides and things like that river country had all of that but the main water where you hung out still had the sand in it and that was something i never experienced before except that there huh and i never been there so i don't know yeah so like they they had like a wave pool but there was still sand in it which was always weird to me i just never understood it and i still I remember going through a time frame when I forgot about River Country and I would be at Blizzard Beach and I'm like, man, I have all these memories of this like, like open, like, um, like beachish place that had like a lot of green and shrubbery and things like that. But like, I, I want to say it was in Disney World, but I can't place it. And then it was eventually when I remembered River Country and I'm like, that's what it is. It's River Country. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I take everything back about the villain park. I don't want a villain park anymore. When you were talking about sand, I was thinking, oh, Anakin Skywalker wouldn't like that because he hates sand. Of course, and gets everywhere. Ryan, I'm, I'm about just... to make your world, your, your, your dreams come true, but please finish I want this a thought. fucking Star Wars park. No, it's already no, happening. My answer. It's already happening. What? It's figured, already happening. You're a liar. I was debating. I was like, I was literally waiting. I was literally just going to go Star Wars. Nope. It's already happening. I'm not A thousand percent already happening. Of course it's happening. It, uh, why wouldn't it? Yeah. How much money do you think they're going to make off of it? A lot I mean, of mine. <laughs> they made back their purchasing the IP on like the pre-orders of tickets and games. I mean, like it, it's just. Oh, yeah. Star Wars just became. It, it's just. So I want to say. money. I would pay so much money to just hang out in an actual <clears throat> Moss Eisley cantina and get just 
trashed in there. Max Revo's band, I would just be dancing like crazy to it. I, I'll fight the Rancor. Bring in that dude, that stupid thing they add in the uh, remake with the guy like rapping and crap in alien languages and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they did that thing, I would walk out. I'd storm out of Moss Eisley. No, you punch the animatronic. <laughs> and then... Yeah. So um and this this holy is, shit you're right it's real I Ryan I told you oh, I'm so I, happy <laughs> you're right here folks first on rumor flies you got the exclusive scoop <laughs> it's been it's been around for months man I'm happy I, I want to say before Rogue One came out it was announced I'm genuinely so happy about this they're they're supposedly <sighs> gonna take it's gonna be added it's, on to Hollywood Studios if I'm correct no I want the whole thing I, I, I no, just, no 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 they're it's gonna like add it, galaxies all over again I want it I'm, I believe they're gonna add like where it's actually gonna be is with Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios is the smallest park area-wise inside of Walt Disney World. Because um, in the way it's supposed to work, I believe, I believe, and, and if, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I'll gladly do a penalty shot. Cars Land. This doesn't count. This is bonus. Okay. Cars Land is in Disneyland. That's what they added. Hollywood Studios and Disney World is going to get Star Wars Land. And they're already also making Pixar Place. Where Toy Story Mania is in Hollywood Studios, so they're gonna add more Pixar things into that. Do they not have any Wally-based nope. stuff in Disney right now? I mean, they'll have like merchandise, but not like rides or anything like that. I guess we can just put people in garbage. Well, I miss <sighs> Alien Encounter for the record, but I understand the Stitch transition. But they need to do something with Wally. Uh, I mean, to me, it would make the most sense to incorporate it somehow into um, actually Space Mountain. And some form of Tomorrowland. No, living with the land. Because Wally is a very environmental type of uh, movie. I feel like if they would do something in Epcot with Wally, that'd be interesting. Because they have Living with the Land, which is like not effective. I love that's one of my favorite rides. I do too. In, you know, you know that it's one of my favorite rides. The entire set of Disney. I've been to several parks here and elsewhere. You've been to more like, parks than me, Ryan. At, technically, yes. Well, you've been to the one in California, right? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah, and I've been to Disneyland Paris. So we've been to the same amount, just different ones. Okay. But uh, pretty much just like I, I would love to see Wally incorporated into something like, you know, with the eco or green type of thing. And Epcot's the perfect place for it. Oh, absolutely. Because great. I don't know. Huh. I, you know, I, I never thought about that, but that's not bad. I was going for more of the space angle, but yeah, totally. That absolutely makes sense. Mission Space. Um, so yeah, they're going to add more Pixar stuff to Pixar place over in that area. And then they're going to expand even farther, uh, with star Wars land. I'm, I'm can't believe you didn't know that. No, I didn't. I'm so behind lately. I've been a hermit, but yeah. So, uh, now that I'm excited about that one, let's move on to something that's now downhill for me. <laughs> we, we, we've actually, this has been wonderful transition unintentionally. Speaking of Pixar place. There was a rumor going around that if you saw one of the Toy Story characters and you shouted, hey, Andy's coming, they would drop to the ground like they do in the movies and just not move. Now, I don't know if you've ever been. It works the same if you yell, he's got a gun. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I can say I've never seen it, but I know it's been done before. There's actual, I believe there's videos on YouTube of people doing it some asshole is just sitting there just like hey andy's coming and just like has it in front of like uh pluto and they just drop to the ground well and it was only it was only like uh toy story characters but is that, that what they said when dog the bounty hunter had to resuscitate somebody <sighs> at your day of work 
Dog the Bounty Hunter never resuscitated anyone at my at my work. Wait, did, that happened the same day though, right? It was the same day. I, a guy had a heart attack in front of me the same day I saw Dog the Bounty Hunter. Because Andy was coming. Yes, because Andy was coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> they stopped doing this because word got out about it, and it's it, it people could get hurt that way. Just make me think about that Gaston video where the guys <laughs> takes on the push up competition with Gaston. Oh yeah, that's so that. much fun. I know I've seen him. That's such a great. You've seen that video, right? No, I haven't. Oh, this kid comes up to him and he's like sitting there. And he's going like he's like talking to you know a little girl being gassed on, and this guy comes up and he goes like, "Oh, you want to do a competition?" He's like, "Oh no, no, no!" And the kid's like, "Come on!" The guy's kind of like a little yeah, he's worked out a little bit, and he's like, "He's like, oh well, if you insist, if you insist." And it's a push-up competition. They both get down. He's like, oh, you know, trying to be humble about it. And as soon as it starts, he's just banging out push-ups like twice as fast as this kid. And as he's going and the kid's going, he also turns to him and, and goes, he goes, are you struggling over there? Goes one arm. Looks like you could use a hand. Yeah. And just holds a hand out to the kids. He's doing one arm push-ups. <laughs> and just so they're going and eventually starts like his hand on his head. Just keeps going. That's and the kid tries to amazing. go one hand and he kind of falls and then just gives up. <laughs> I've uh, some of the the, the oh it's so that's good. appropriateness to character though I oh, no, really like, appreciate like, that he avoids that. it and when the kid insists he's like oh well you know now he's got to be the braggart Gaston yeah he, he, time to get destroyed kid you're <laughs> gonna wish you didn't do <laughs> this he brought this he upon yourself his commitment to the character <laughs> oh I, I've seen so there I mean I've seen characters that are just so committed and so wonderful um, you know I, my favorite example is Bell um, my my friend Bob uh, shout out Bob if you're listening. Sup, Bob? Was in France. Um, he was in France when he was working at at Epcot. Yeah, I saw him there. I'm trying to I'm trying to put this as delicate as possible without ruining <laughs> the magic. Um, and he was with Belle, and she basically with in the biblical sense. No, um, and she basically looked at him and was like, uh, "This was backstage," and she was she just told him straight up, "Hey, I don't know half the shit that comes out of my mouth when I'm on stage, so just go with it." And he tells a story of one time this little boy comes up to her and the, the girls, the Belle, Belle is just, you know, being all lovely or whatever. And she's like, hello, little boy. How are you doing? And, you know, they're talking for a minute. And she's like, I like your shirt. Where is it from? And he goes, Old Navy. And so she just looks at him and goes, well, what about the new Navy? And like <laughs> Bob, Bob is having to be silent. And it's just like, he literally put his hands over his mouth and he's like, I, I've never hurt before from not laughing except in that moment. Like, you just, you, you got to stay in character. He's like, I don't know where it came from, but it's one of the funniest things. I just realized how much of a pass, yeah. those, how much of a pass those characters get. The ones that have to wear the mask and everything. Sure, you might die of heat stroke, but you don't have to improv. Like... Oh That's no, awesome. not at all. I mean, sometimes you do, but you have to physically improv. Yeah, you you. I saw that little <laughs> gif of like you know Mickey and Minnie speaking sign language to the little deaf girl, which yeah. was really cute and yeah. everything. Oh, that's really but, cool. Well, they were looking at a person that spoke sign language behind them that was on the ca- was a cast member too. But it was still a really good gesture. If I had someone gesturing me the sign language, I'm not necessarily sure I could mimic it. Uh, that's well, pretty impressive. So Something here, that they, they left out in the GIF was like they were actually saying instead of um, nice to meet you, at one point they were saying fucking nice to meet you. <laughs> but So um, when 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 you're uh, a, what they call fur character, okay, this is a little bit behind the scenes. Ooh. When you're a fur character, which means you have a mask, Mickey, Minnie, et cetera, et cetera, the only way you can communicate is hand signals. Sure. Mm-hmm. So naturally, you you can be more inclined to pick up hand motions with that because that is the only way you're allowed to communicate. 
at all. Gotcha. If you talk, you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Now, I want to say my favorite Disney moment that I, that I saw a picture of recently, and this will be the last one before we move on to the next topic, was a service dog going up and Pluto is taking a picture with the service dog. And it's one of the most like wholesome things you'll ever see. Like Pluto's on the ground and he's got his, his uh, ears covering his eyes and like the service dog is nose to nose with them. It's just a really cute, cool uh, moment. No, I like that because I mean like, Number one, service dogs really don't get to, I guess, stretch their relaxation legs most of the time. Right. The, the deal is they're the most obedient dogs possible. They're wonderful. I, I'm very much a dog person. You guys haven't figured that out yet. I love dogs. Yeah, but, I, I do um, too. I have a cat, is. but I'm a dog person I'm for a, sure. I'm a doggo lover. But um, I, I would I really appreciate to see that. a picture. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there was this one Peter Pan that people flocked to that had a lot of really cool um, interactive moments with people and to the point to where he like had his own Tumblr page of <laughs> like awesome. him as Peter Pan, but that was not run by him, but it was run by people that would literally just go visit him and like submit it. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, like where's Peter now kind of thing and like just different interactions and videos and, and pictures and things like that and like things people would write to him. It's like, uh, was it Ed Hawks in the NFL with his python arms? Oh, Ed Hockley? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Hockley. Christ. It's like getting rewarded Hockley, for being sorry. the best cosplayer possible. <laughs> I mean, there is something to that, though. But here, so th- this is the one thing that I, w- I will give to these people at, at, that are characters at Disney. And what I was saying was that you you can't put a value on the the happiness and the joy that the, these characters bring people because, like Greg said, you got to pay the price of admission. Except for the price of admission, you got to pay the price of admission. The hotels and the flights. And but that <laughs> when, I've never felt gypped at Disney World. Exactly. And if you have you know a five year old daughter that comes and she's really shy. But she really wants to meet Belle, and then Belle gets down on one knee and starts talking to her, and she gives her a big hug. There's Belle no amount of money in the world. Teach her, teaches her about LGBT marriage. <laughs> it gets really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> your kids hey, Frozen already crossed that line, and I was not okay. Actually, I was. <laughs> you know. Let's back, let's, let's back that up, because I do not want that in the end. <laughs> my point being is though is like if you're a parent and you see that like I, I don't I'm not a parent but I see it with my niece so that's about as close as I can get before having my own child which will not be anytime soon but um, you know seeing those moments with her like like all the money in the world cannot you know make up for those those quick moments that you just have um, and and these people they you're told to go above and beyond is what they tell you but it's there's just something to it when you want to go above and beyond like that. You can't, you know, you just you can't put a price on that. Even when I when I worked in strollers, okay, and I'm 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 gonna pat myself on the back here. I, there, I was really good about you know when I worked there in the morning, remembering faces. And so when people would come in and get a stroller, I would find out the little kid's name, and when they would come back and return the stroller, I'd ask the kid how the day went by name. Yeah. And the parents were always just like wide eyed, like oh my god, like. How did you know? It's very personal. Yeah, exactly. If you you put that personal touch in there, like it just it makes everything so much better. Especially an environment where they know there's tons of people coming in and out, and they see all the people around and feel like they're the only you know that they're an important guest. Right. Imagine that you know that goes along. I mean, because I mean, let's be real here. You you are just a number at the end of the day. Sure. You know when you come through, you know we want to make sure everybody has a great time and is safe and everything like that and has a magical experience. But just when you get that individual basis mm-hmm. that one-on-one like that there's just there's nothing like that you named your kid Giuseppe Dia. it's hard to forget it <laughs> all right I, I i can't i can't remember the girl's name to this day but I'm, i i'll never forget her face it was this this 
cute little probably eight or nine year old girl red hair freckles or whatever and she was just dead tired like they had to wake her up when she got out of the stroller please tell me she had a scottish accent no she didn't what she wasn't merida and i just i remember I, I actually i think her name was gretchen and i remember like gretchen do you have a do you have a great time at epcot and she just like she perked up and the parents just like kind of looked at me and um like she talked to me for a minute and then the dad like kind of pulled me aside and he's like how did you know i'm like i just remember you guys how did you know her name <laughs> Like, how did you <laughs> remember it? He asked me, he's like, how did you remember? And he handed you his broadsword as a gift. Well, no. <laughs> I told him. Scots name our children Gretchen now. <laughs> That's pretty good, guys. I'm pretty proud. Um, I guess. <laughs> um, I told him, I was like, no, man. I, like, sorry, I just remembered you guys from earlier today. I was like, it just, it just stuck. And he was just like, That's wonderful. And. It was really cool because after that, the little girl comes up to me and asks me to sign her autograph book. Oh, okay. just that's like, actually pretty awesome. Like it's just yeah. it's just something I'll never forget. And I was just, and I don't even remember. I was just like, <laughs> you know, Gretchen, I hope you had the most magical time. Um, go spread that pixie dust, you know, w- elsewhere in the PCP. world. PCP. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> so and I, and I would just Keep like slinging. and I just put like a heart and I put Josh. Yeah. Oh, let me take his wonderful heartfelt story. <laughs> We're terrible. Oh, that's amazing. It's just actually really nice. Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Stroller Guy, (laughs) Josh of Rumor Flood. (laughs) You go, I hope you had a magical time. For more magical information, check out www.rumorflies. For more magical time, www.patreon.com slash rumorflies. I hope you appreciate your magic experience, but I hope your wallet appreciates it more. Right? <laughs> oh man! And like, it, and that was always another hard position I was put in is when people would come in and they'd complain about the price of something, and I would just be like, "Sir, madam, whatever." There's literally nothing I can do about it. And so, I mean, I was always just like, "I'm really sorry." I, you know, he, there's no such thing as a fair market in a capitalist economy. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, but yeah, um, it, but moments like that though, like those are things that I'll never forget. And just like kids giving you a hug, and like, or looking at a little girl and being like, "Hello, princess, how are you today?" And they're just eyes light up, and you know, just it's just cool moments like that that you're able to do that you can't do in any other job. Because if you work at McDonald's. <laughs> and you're like, hey, princess, how's it going? Sometimes you might get a nice response. Other times, <laughs> maybe not. Other times I'm like, how the hell do you think I'm doing right now? Like, yeah. it's, it's 90 degrees in New Orleans in the summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the the last topic that I wanted to cover, and this, this will be quick, but it kind of another thing that we talked about before about um, Walt Disney, the man himself being a, uh, how do we put it? A Nazi sympathizer? Racist. Anti-Semitic. Well, Frozen. All of these things. Um, <laughs> Popsicle. <laughs> so there uh, is a rumor that there is a painting at the Grand Floridian Hotel in Walt Disney World that contains a Nazi soldier watching over the scene. And it's actually true, which is really, really odd. I don't know where the painting is inside the Grand Floridian. If I had to guess, it's somewhere in the main lobby area. Um, and if you've never been to the Grand Floridian, it is probably my favorite hotel in Walt Disney World. I mean, it's very posh. It's very Victorian-esque. Um, it's, it's very white and friendly and beautiful, and it smells wonderful. 
Uh, they also have a candle Appropriate. shop Appropriate. It's yeah. very white. Oh, Jesus. You mean hot. What? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the H. I was trying to talk about the theme, but we'll go with that too. But there actually is uh, a picture of a, a Nazi soldier looking over the entire scene. If Next time I go, I'm going to go hunt this picture down and, and post that post on, the, yeah, on the just, face spaces and the hipstagrams. And the- I just Googled it, and that's supposedly I'm looking at the mural and everything. For one, uh, searching the Grand Floridian, uh, Grand Floridian Nazi, I thought it would have gotten a Wes Anderson film, but it turns out that <laughs> there actually is just, you know, this picture. Um Let's that, see. I'm trying to get a good close-up of it, but continue while you're doing that. Well, there's just – I would like to – I mean, that it just raises a lot of questions of, A, why would you include that picture? B, how long it's been there? C, if you knew there was a Nazi in that picture, why would you decide to add it to mm, arguably the most prestigious hotel inside of all of Walt Disney World? All right. Let's let's differentiate so between a boss racist outfit, and a yeah. Nazi, Okay. A Nazi is a type of racist that I think goes to the extreme. You can be racist but not want to exterminate an entire race. Nazi is like, that's Fair a enough. pretty big claim to have that inside of a painting in Disney World, which is, they go out of their way to not have any religious references. Yeah, like, as far as controversial images go, swastikas kind of do it. <laughs> kind of hits the nail on the it's head. It's not a whole <laughs> lot of ambiguity there. Well, so I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture right now. I'm looking at this, too. It's... And I, 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 so this is apparently true. I don't know if there's some background information about the picture that, uh, you know, we're not privy to right now. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't do a hell of a lot of research for this episode. This is more just off the cuff kind of thing, but I I don't know. I can, I can see where somebody might mistake it as an SS officer. Yeah. I'm looking at it too. There's actually, I was making the swastika joke. There's actually no swastika from what I can tell. Yeah. And I don't side do the Nazis keep their swastika on. I think it's it's not on both sides of their arm. I thought it was the right. Exactly. The left side showing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. I I don't know enough about Nazi paraphernalia and uniforms to disagree or agree. (laughs) I'm about to find out, but (laughs) you're going to be Switzerland on this. I'm going to claim ignorance. (laughs) I will say the haircut looks kind of hit. The haircut looks kind of Hitler-esque. It just looks like a dude in a in a military outfit at best, but I would not call it. A well, it does Nazi. seem based on the article. It did seem to say something about this. Is what happens when we don't actually do research? But the, it does seem that the <laughs> uh, that apparently artists might have actually claimed. It. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if there's some kind of information we're not privy to right now. But I so, saw a quick thing saying if if the artist claims were to be believed, so it might be the artist is actually the one saying it. <laughs> Nazis were big into hats, though. You gotta think about that. This guy isn't wearing a hat. Were they? But I, I don't He's know. indoors. He's indoors, and he's in a maybe informal setting. That's true. This looks like a Casablanca a setting, so it's very possible. Might be just chilling at the Floridian, getting his beer on. I mean, okay, also if you possible. have a if you have a timepiece portrait, with this looks like it's it looks like the attire of the '30s. It's not that unheard of, especially if it's in like Europe, to have maybe somebody that might be affiliated with a Nazi party in there or something like that. Especially if it's in World War II. I don't think it's a okay. This is like stepping on like eggshells, but. I'm not saying I don't think it's offensive to have a Nazi in there, but it's also just like that's kind of Casablanca. There's Nazis in that movie, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's there's there's definitely a historical context in game. I mean, if it's like someone just painted a time in the 30s and there's a Nazi soldier there and he painted it and it sure. But this is one of the things right. where like they don't have we're speculating like crazy and candy. we don't. I mean, like, we're also we're also speculating and don't know anything about it. Right, <laughs> that's what I said. There's there's got yeah. if, if for them yeah. to claim that this is true. There's got to be some sort of information that we don't know right now, yeah. um, and which is makes maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little something. 
extra come yeah, back to you know, this because yeah, can we I feel like everyone's Grand Floridian. I feel like everyone's like kind of. I feel like anyone's listening right yeah, now is going to be like, "Oh, why don't y'all freaking look it up then?" <laughs> I, I mean, I will. I'll, you know what? Um, I'm just. I'm just. Funny. At one, no, no, I, I will. At one point before uh, you know, it, one of these episodes, I'm going to to. We can make, revisit that lose specific it. topic. You're going to lose it. I'm gonna, I, will, I will put a little something something either in the beginning or the end of the episode that talks about this with more research that I've done. And I'm going to go visit it. I, 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 will, I will be there within the next couple weeks. I'm sure that you will be very, very hard-pressed to go visit the Grand Floridian in I, Disney World. I, I'll do what You're I got to do. You're doing it for the podcast and for the people. I do it for the Graham. We appreciate your <laughs> struggle. It's, it's only loyal. the best. It's the, only the best for you two. Okay, I do what I can. Yeah. Well, so that about uh, wraps up our Disney roundtable. This was something I'm really glad we did. We kicked around a couple ideas, and ultimately, I think it was just Ryan who was just like, "Why not a Disney roundtable?" And I'm just like, "Yep." Or was it Greg? One of you two. It wasn't me. No, we originally planned to do one that we may still release eventually. But anyway, it switched over to Disney. But yeah, and this I'm, has been fun. I I love doing this. I can talk Disney anytime. If you ever have any questions, comments, whatever about this, please hit us up. You know, rumorflies at gmail.com. Um, you know, website and everything, you know where to find us. If it's podcast medium, search rumor flies, it's us. What what did you say earlier, Greg? If it's at rumor flies on social media, rumorfliespodcast.com. Yeah. If you Google rumor flies, it's probably us. Yeah. That's that's to come the new the new slate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a YouTube channel just too. Just get on your browser and just type rumor flies in any search bar or URL. I worked really hard us. to make sure that was the case. And we appreciate <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we hope you guys enjoyed this. You know, we will be back very much sooner than later with the start of season four. We're very excited about it. We got some, we got some really cool topics that, um, aren't normally what we've done in the past. We got some like really fresh new ideas that we're really excited about, uh, that we, we debated doing before. Now we're just like, screw it. We're going to do it. Have fun. If you have any video ideas for the season launch, I'm lazy and uncreative right now. So let us know if you have any fun ideas. <laughs> Anything but stop motion. All right. So no, shut up. Don't do. Don't even throw that out. <laughs> don't give him ideas. I will end you. I will end you. <laughs> Says you know who edits our videos now. All right, guys. For this episode of Rumor Flies and every other one, I am Josh. I'm Ryan. And I am Greg. Then Def Media. You didn't do it, did you? Oh, Ooh, it's mine. All right, guys. Bye. It doesn't matter. Bye. Bye. <laughs>